Hello and welcome back to the Dumb Bitch Disorder Podcast. My name is Laura. And I'm Sarah. And we're having the time of our lives. I've had the time of my, my life. life. And I've life. never felt this way before. Okay. Yeah, I swear it is the truth. And I owe it all to you. Okay, so now we're on the Haunting of Blind Manor episode 6. I do have some backtracks for previous theories I've said. The first episode 7. Not even ep- Yeah, we're on episode 7. What did I say? 6. Dang. We're off. We just watched episode 7, The Two Faces Part 2. Yeah. And we have theories, and we also have comments to say. I want to backtrack on the first theory we ever made on this podcast that the woman in the beginning is Danny, the narrator. I want to backtrack it because she doesn't have a British accent. I want to backtrack it and say that's Jamie. I want to say that's the gardener. That the narrator is the gardener. Because also we just saw that Danny may or may not have died at the end of episode 7. It's a possibility. Well, because she's... I don't think it's Danny because it's she, she, Danny's not British. It's a possibility. And anything else we have to say about backtracking on previous things we've said? We confirmed that Hannah is indeed a ghost. She is been dead. dead since the day Danny arrived. Yes. So she's had more ghost apparition time, and that's why she hasn't been eating or drinking, except for that bottle of wine, which I'm still confused about. Wine will throw be a question. We might have to contact, or just, like, put it out there. And we're going to be like, why the heck is she drinking this bottle of wine when she can't touch anything? Yeah, that's a possible question. Okay, so getting back to episode 7, The Two Faces Part 2. Uh-huh. Our thoughts. Peter killed Jessica. Oh, for sure. Peter killed Jessica. Jessica did not want to die. She didn't know what she was getting herself into. She thought that by doing what Peter wanted that they'd be able to be together forever. But Peter manipulated her into killing herself when she didn't want it. Because she was sobbing at the side of her dead body when she became a ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was crying hysterically and then Flora saw her and then Jamie found Flora and it was a whole ordeal and around the time when jessica was getting pissed at peter for killing her and like kind of pushing him he kept saying he found a way for them to like i think get off or something to the forever house yeah which is the throwback to the haunting of hill house when they mentioned the forever house a thousand times but their forever house has no connection to the show at all so i'm kind of confused it's weird. So it's weird because we see him try to use Jessica's body when she was still alive to get off the manor, but that didn't work. So therefore, I was correct saying that they can't leave Bly Manor. Well, no, because he said he found another way. Yeah, another way that the thing is they both have everyone in this situation has to be dead and then they get transported to the forever house. Are we sure that? What? Yes! That's what they said, was that they get transferred to the Forever House, and then they went to see Mom and Dad. Are you sure that it's not talking about the memories, though, either? No, because I'm talking about when they were in the attic, and they were, like, had Danny handcuffed to the thing, and Peter was like, we need to do this so we can get to the Forever House, and they were like, to see Mom and Dad, and the kids, and then da- Peter's like, yes. Maybe, like, some type of, like, soul transfer, mate? Like- not soul transfer, I think... That in order to be together in the forever house without, like, the blind manor, I think it's kind of being, like, that they need to put their souls to rest and kind of, like, go to heaven type shit. Like, they need to be at some sort of level of peace that they don't have at the moment. Like, we're, we're it's a work in progress, that whole theory thing. It, that whole thing is a work in progress. Yeah. We're still watching the show. As you can tell by our terribly wrong theories. Or co- completely right, depending on... How what's to come. Depending on what's to come. 
Because I have a feeling that the next two episodes are going to be complete curveballs. Like the last two were. The last two were curveballs. The next two, I'm assuming, will be more curveballs. Yeah. But, so, based... Various things are still left in the unknown. Overall. Like the parent cause of this. That... The path, um, who the heck the lady of the lake is. Yeah. Um. Unless my thing is, cause he showed up a, he showed a dead body who was similar to the, how the lady of the lake was. Yeah, but we don't know who that is. I'm saying we get to know more, I think that we'll learn more about the history of Blind Manor and who the people uh, before yeah. the Wingraves. That died there. Like, their history so we know why and how the house is haunted. Especially why. Or you, maybe it has a curse upon it. Well, Yeah. I want to know the reason why Peter can only be seen in the parents' old wing. Because remember, Jessica's like, I can't see you unless I'm up there. When he, he told I him. think it just has... The thing of ghosts overall is kind of weird. They haven't set... Put set put set rules in place for the rules of ghosts in the show. Yeah, they have because you can see them in the well. Because no, you can, because it would they with would, certain ghosts like Jessica <coughs> and Peter, they have similar rules. But with Hannah, it throws all the rules out the door. Yeah, Hannah's like all her things are out the door. You can see Hannah wherever she wa- is, like wherever the. Fuck. She sometimes disappears, but like she's there most. She's of everywhere. In the Everyone house. believes she's still alive. Yeah. Besides us and Miles, I think I think Miles knows the truth, but I don't think Miles has like connect. Like I don't think yeah. Miles has other problems of his own. Also, how? Oh my God! Getting back to the ending of that episode. Okay. How? Why? Does, why is Miles too far gone? Is it that Peter has gotten to him too well? I think, I wonder if, like, a repetition of so many times, a possession-ish, mm-hmm. if it chips away at something. Chips away at, like, their memories. Or it chips away at something. The memories, personality, anything? What makes it Miles What Miles? makes Miles Miles? Because... I think Miles isn't as fucked up as we thought he is. Like I think it's Peter that made him fucked up. Yeah, like, so things like the smoking, he just wanted to be cool like Peter. But also Peter was kind of controlling him. No, prior to. Prior to that, but afterwards, Peter's was one Peter who was controlling wide. him, like, with all the behaviors. Except for at school. At school, that was all his own volition. I'm questioning that. Oh, I. Based off of what they've showed us so far, that they can't leave lie, including. But Peter thinks he found a way, which is. Yeah, but that means he hasn't in the past, which means he wasn't able to get to the school when Miles was at school. But before, he was not. Okay, so hold on, just I'm gonna put you a pause there. This is my like. This is why I'm questioning it all. So please just listen. (laughs) He, the way he said he found a way. It makes me question if he somehow found a way to go to co- go to the school. Yeah, but then why wouldn't he have done that again? Why would he get purposely get sent back to Bly? Why would he get get Miles sent to Bly when he could stay outside of Bly? That so he can teach Jessica and help her get back. There, it doesn't seem that likely to me. I think it's that. Uh, I think. That whole thing for me is a thought and process that I'm trying to figure out myself. That's why I think he can't go out. I still think it's stuck. So that's your theory. That's your theory. We are. We be. Been do I been arguing that theory? So that's your theory. This is mine. You understand it? Just a theory. Yeah. Si si señora, señorita. My God. (laughs) Regretting everything in the moment. You are or me. You I'm are regretting everything. Oh, I make everyone regret everything. That's my specialty. Okay, where were we earlier though? Where we before we got sidetracked again by the, the ghosts. Yeah. Oh, um, we were at the end of the. We were talking about, about the history of the house. No, we know that. We, no, we know that we're gonna get to the history of the house in the next episode because we don't yeah. know the history of the house. I'm talking about the whole thing. The whole episode focusing around Danny being tied up. And oh, oh, how, like, 
the different rules, but with Jessica and Peter and then Hannah, maybe. Well, we're talking about that, but we ended up going. The reason how we got to that is because we were talking about how Miles was too far gone. Oh, yeah. And Danny was trying to get Flora out, but then the lady of the lake got to Danny and then just dragging her at the end of the episode, presumably to the lake. But she's kind the of... The way she was walking, it looked like she was going back into the house. You're not wrong, but that the lady of the lake took P- Peter to the lake. That's where Peter's So I wonder if she has to cut through the house or go a certain path. A work in progress. Yeah. A work in progress. Another work in progress. We love this. This show. I still think the Honey of Hell is better so far. It kept me more intrigued. I like the Cranes better as a family. There's something about this one where it's very intriguing for I thought, me. For me, the Cranes were way more intriguing. I couldn't put it down once I started watching it. I like also how it... I think it bent future and past in a way you can understand what was past and what was future rather than this you have no idea i can see that because spoiler if you haven't seen hill house you there's the two different timelines where they're younger and they're older yeah which is easier to well versus when when they're older they're all at um shelly's funeral home shelly's funeral home versus when they're younger they're at hill house yeah or i when we meet them and they're doing their own thing. So it's very easy to differentiate what time is what. It takes a minute to figure out who is who from younger and older. But well, yeah. Whereas with Blind Manor, the kids, even though they're different ages, they're in weird memories to make them look the same, which is hurting the overall ability of the show to, like, for some people to understand. I don't understand. It's just hurting the show in general. Like, I don't think it's the best choice they could have made. Also, they... If they made... They also tried to shoehorn in so many haunting of Hill House references, like the Forever House, and, like, these certain set lines that were in the Hill House and this that didn't necessarily correlate to the story. Yeah, like, the when you said the Forever House, like, that makes, that makes sense. How, like, it doesn't fit in with here, because... Yeah, there, there's also more examples that I can't have on the top of my head, but they're trying to shoehorn in so many connections from, like, and quotes from Hill House that it's trying to shoehorn in that doesn't make it the best it could be. I think it's weird that they have them as, like, two complete... Oh, wait, well, never mind, I take that back, never mind. Ignore me, everyone. I didn't say... I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I think the Cranes have a more overall, like, you understand their story, and you grow to love every single character. Like, there's not one character you hate, except for maybe Shirley, because Shirley's kind of a bitch. I was gonna say, maybe Shirley. <laughs> maybe Shirley. And the, um, crazy, um, girl from the crazy hill the one that was a psychopath really no the cra- the hill from the hill like the, no the one of the hills the ma like the person oh the, the flapper yeah she was a little crazy but she was also in a mental institution that's how she met her husband so it makes sense spoilers that aren't pertains to this series I'm pretty sure if they're watching this, they've probably watched the first The Haunting of Hill House already. True, but if you haven't, well, shows don't technically correlate. They, they don't, but, like, I got what most of what I've expected from this from that. So you're smarter in our adapting. Things. Yeah, because once we hit in our Haunting of Hill House episodes in the future, you, I'm going to tell you in how many ways what I was expecting versus what I ended up getting, which I enjoyed way more. Okay. Whereas I watch a movie or show for who knows what. I've literally watched Haunting Hills in a span of less than a day. And on my birthday. Yeah, I didn't do that. So anyways, going back to Bly Manor. So. We also get into Peter's past itself. Oh yeah, we see his mom. I think came from a type of institution. There's something off with his mom, but we don't necessarily know what yet, but we know something's off and that 
she needs help. She has no money. She has to have a fresh start. She came from some type of institution, whether it be a mental mental institution, prison, or, or like... Rehabilitation. Yeah, rehab. Something, something caused her to do something that she needs help starting back in the world again. And so she... She won't go back to his father either, who actually isn't dead, like we... Like Peter mentioned prior. He mentioned that prior? I thought he did. I don't think he did. I don't think we learned anything about Peter's parents beforehand. I thought he mentioned when he was like the lighter how it was his dad's. Yeah, he mentioned how his dad's, but I don't think he ever mentioned his dad was dead. Okay, maybe I just assumed it because, you know, some people are like, this is my dad's. Who died? But this is my mom's. Oh, yeah, we love common cliches. Yeah. What of a whirlwind. But it makes me... His dad did something to him, too. Probably abuse. Some type of abuse. We don't know what. And the mom, I think, knew about it and just continued to let it happen. So mom of the year goes to... Not her. I say not any of the moms in this show. No, I think that... Almost mother-in-law. Almost mother-in-law takes the cake. Best mom in the whole show. Not Give even. Her she was never a mother. Well, no, she was a mother. She was a mother, but not Short to. Yeah. For over twenty years. Yeah. And then she lost her poor child. Yeah, but then she technically has an almost daughter-in-law for like the rest of her life. everyone we just watched episode eight the romance of certain old clothes and my oh my is there so much to unpack because the whole episode whole all 53 minutes is just learning shit honestly it was like the most interesting episode in my opinion oh yeah no and we stand kate siegel so we're here for it so sit tight strap yourself in for a whirlwind of an episode (laughs) Well, this is part of the last episode, still. Still, like, this is a whirlwind. whirlwind. So, how we start is where we left off. With Danny being dragged by the lady in the lake. Yeah, lovely. But this time, we go into the history of the lady of the lake. Well, AKA, the history of the whole manor. Yeah, aka the lady of the lake is aka Viola Willoughby. Aka Kate, Kate Siegel. Yes, aka yeah. Kate Siegel. Yeah, there we go. Um, Viola. We love her. She's such a boss lady. Well, here, here. So, start off with the history of the manor. No, she's starting off, She her her parents die. Well, yeah, so it's Viola and, yeah, Viola. Something like that. Viola, Viola and her little sister. Yeah. Parents died. They wanted to keep the manor in themselves, so they get a distant cousin, Hubby. Arthur? Yeah. And so Arthur marries Viola. All good is great. They have a child named Isabel. Everything is going great. Until Viola, the bitch boss lady wearing all her fancy clothes, gets sick. And then... It's questionable if she was poisoned, but in my opinion, it was just an illness. Yeah. I, I, I like to imagine the sister caused it. Sister was sus. That, we'll get into that later. We have a whole conversation to go about how... Yeah. But anyway, so... Viola gets sick, really sick, to the point where she's tested for the plague, basically. This yeah, we think. Tested for the plague. Yeah. So this she's quarantined in a room, like we all are. Quarantined in a room. Like we, yeah, like we all can relate to. All she does is sleep. But <laughs> we all love sleep. Well, she can't sleep. Is the problem? That's yeah. She, because she has a history of not being able to sleep at night and waking up and walking around, which we'll get more into later when it comes more important. So all she does is she goes to sleep, wakes, uh, walks in the night, and sleeps. sleeps. And so this is all going great until she keeps getting more sick, and by this point, it's been like hacking up blood six years so she hasn't touched her daughter in like a solid five years she has she's been missing her daughter grow up she hasn't been able to touch her husband in five years and she sees her sister all the time but i don't think she's happy about that um because 
Benji's cut to her seeing her sister slow dance with her hubby in front of their daughter. And she, she kind of loses it, but then starts coughing up blood and throwing up. And her sister tries to help, but and she slaps her in the face, which is deserved. Yeah, deserved. Yeah, she needs sister needs to know her boundaries. She really needs to learn about. She yeah. needs to understand what no means no. Like God. So basically, fast forward. Um, I don't know how long. About probably like five or six years. Maybe. Husband leaves for a trip, and so. Oh no, not five or six years. I'm sorry. It's after she dies. It's five or six years. Yeah, but anyway. So fast forward, like couple months. Months. Husband leaves for a trip. The sister is taking care of Viola, and then cut to the sister strangling Viola to death. It's like what the fuck. Excuse me. Except on the bright side, Boyola had some smart intuition beforehand to make sure she put all her jewelry and silks and big, like, fancy clothes that are very expensive into a chest that only her daughter, when she's old enough, can open. And also, like, I would say these are things that she holds a strong connection to. Yes. So. The Romance of Certain Old Clothes is the title of this episode. Yeah, so yeah, she holds a very strong connection to these things and then so cut to five or six years later sister marries hubby unable to produce a child and isabel yeah isabel isabel's a child's name yeah yeah isabel don't like her new stepmommy won't consider her mommy so there we go and then Bly's in a state of it needs money and because of the promise arthur does not want to give up any of Viola's stuff, mm-hmm. and sister gets real, real angry, steals the key, opens it up, and bam. Arms shoot out and strangle her. Cut to why, well, Viola killed her sister in ghost form because she, inside the box where all her stuff is, Viola's trapped in a room by herself that she can't open the door to, and she's only stuck with some clothes, like the clothes that are in the thing, and in this room. And so she's in a constant of waking up, walking around. Well, she can't the- walk. She's stuck in the room. Yeah, like, so she's oh. walking around her small room. No, she's and not walking out there. She looks out the window. That, she looks at the clothes, stares at a covered mirror because she covered it up when she saw her ghost face. And that, well, it was because of the dress she saw a ghost face. Yeah. And yeah, so basically. And then, so she's waiting because she knows she left this for her daughter. So she's waiting for the day for her daughter to open it. And bam, what is open. Locked was not the daughter, it's the younger sister. And Viola angry, so she's like. Strangles. strangles. It's it's rightful payback. Yeah, it's payback. This sister deserves everything that came to her. Viola deserves the fucking world. I don't even consider her as a villain anymore because of this. She's just mourning and, you know, just in a routine habit. Well, and so after this, her her old husband and her daughter decide to leave Bly and take her chest and yeet it into the lake, which is how she becomes the Lady of the Lake. And so she's able to sleep underwater, but when she wakes up and normally walks around, she walks up to her bed in her old bedroom where she used to sleep with her husband because she loved that bed. It was the only place she was able to sleep, I guess. And she was looking for her daughter every time she went there. So it was constantly a routine habit of where she would walk. And if she saw anybody in her path on the way to that bed, she would kill them. So her first, so on her, like, Routine walk. She kills a plague doctor. And which we see in the beginning, at some time during the first episode, which we think is a person, but it's yeah. really just a dead plague doctor. And then she keeps doing that over the years. The second time she does it, there's a child. No, it's not the child. The second time is the one of the... It's yeah, oh, right. The second time is like a exorcist dude. Not important. Third time is a like nurse type person. No, it's third... It's a woman. It's a woman, then it's the child. It's a woman wearing these black clothes with a white. That's the exorcist person. Oh, I thought you were talking. Never mind. And then it's then it's this child, a small child, which we've seen in certain episodes without the face. And we think that the reason she killed the child is because well, we know it's because no, she didn't flat out just start killing it. She took it back with her into the lake, which ended up killing it because she thought it was her Her daughter. Her daughter. She 
want she's been waiting for to see oh because she's by this point she's lost all memory like she's starting to lose memories of who she is and everything and so she like all she knows is she's there for one reason and that reason is to see a child Mm -hmm. and so so she takes a child with her into the lake which ends up killing it and becomes a ghost after that but what we after so many times of them becoming a ghost they start to lose who they are and that's why you start to see them become Faceless. faceless so because the only they're losing because after years they're forgetting their own memory they're just losing their own identity so this is why you just see this weird looking face without eyes or mouth or like nose anything no i think there's a there's like there's like a voldemort nose there's like a voldemort nose and like an indent where the eye should be yeah so it's like it's like covering up it's like adding a layer of like latex onto your face yeah and so tbh i think but none of what Viola's done is a crime. The only crime here is her sister. Like, I forgive Viola for Viola. She's like, she doesn't deserve all this hate. She's not scary. I mean, I think after a while, she should like, in the beginning, it was a lot of rage. Yeah, but, but then like, after, it was, I don't, like, it wasn't out of rage. It's just she, like, it was because she didn't, I think it's just, how badly she wanted to see her family again. So, rage. Not rage, but like, this sense of longing. Longing is not rage! She has this raging feeling she to belong somewhere. That's not the same thing! <laughs> and you know it! Twisting words, guys. I love doing this. I love annoying people. Anyways, but so this routine walk she does, which... She goes from the lake to the house, up to her old bedroom, and then back down. Leaves the bloody, she leaves muddy footprints, so we know where that comes from now. We also know why Peter died because of that. She was in her, her path. Um, Anyone in her path, she's just like, fuck you. To be honest, grabs the neck she, it's and only kills. been like five people, to be honest, over the years yeah. she's killed. Which isn't bad, because the rest of those deaths were caught by Peter. So there's the, the other doctor... There's the an exorcist, exorcist and the child, child and Peter. She's killed four Peter. people and her sister five. So she's oh, killed. Oh yeah, her sister. She's killed five people in total. The her like probably within two hundred years of haunting glass. But okay, so the sister was more was definitely out of like revengeful rage. The rest of them were just out of. They were in the wrong place at the, the wrong, wrong time. time. Like there's nothing that would consider her like a the villain of the story like to be honest the villain of the story is her fucking sister no i think peter is what of her story oh yeah her story is this a vile story sister who's and like of this story peter has a lot of, to do with the murkiness of it mm-hmm. and let's just say though viola sister, deserves the fucking world oh not what i was gonna say the sister makes peter look tame oh yeah no peter like i was watching this and i'm like why is peter starting to grow on me like, Peter's nice compared to her. Yeah, like, the sister was fucking, I think, she was a fucking spoiled, no, I want to say, she uh, wasn't spoiled, but she was, she just wanted all the power and she couldn't get it. Yeah. She wanted, I guess, she wanted what her sister had, but she could never get it because her sister was different and she, her sister had all these things for her. She just got the leftovers yeah. and she didn't want it to feel like leftovers, even though that's what it was. I will say, though, at the beginning, though, so the sisters, before they even found a husband... They, they were actually like really close. Like, I would have Honestly, speculated incest. That, that they were gay for each other. So, incest. Yes. That's the term. But. Very creepy. Very creepy. But then after the years, Viola started growing eggs. And then Peria started, the sister started going, like. Re- I wonder if the sister wanted everything Viola had because she felt jealous because she was, like, constantly left behind. Yeah. Like, Viola. Well, Viola was described as this person who captivated everybody's attention and was always Mm -hmm. wearing the finest of gowns, the finest of jewelry. Like, everyone was looking for her. Like, she was the people. She was the person of the party. And her sister was in the background. So, I wonder if, like, she just wanted for once to be the center of someone's attention and she could have. I think also within being the center of attention, she also wanted to be someone's first choice and not their second. She almost had that with the cousin, but then Viola walked in, and he was like, uh... I'm invited by Viola. So at this point, her whole plot is revenge against her sister. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she, she just wanted me. everything her sister had before her sister had it, but failed miserably, like really miserably. Mm-hmm. She is the worst character in this whole series. As in, not like worse as not bad, like not badly developed. But as in, worse as in like she has so many problems, and she like she is. She the most therapy. Evil. She's the most evil in this whole series. She needs therapy. The evilest character. She needs therapy. Someone to talk about her problems with. Maybe go on. Or at least a new, like, go out and find things on your own. Stop stealing your sister's stuff. She needs stuff. to like, go on like eHarmony or even Tinder. No, like not even that. She needs to like. She was just taking all the stuff her sisters had by the proxy of her sister dying. She didn't really earn it by the way her sister did. She just kind of was given it instead of earning it which i think caused a different mentality because she's like why aren't i like why are people not seeing me like viola did because she didn't earn it like viola did so what sister needs to do is just cut the hair dye the hair and be like fuck all of you be the problem rebel child yeah hope you love that get a tattoo maybe this is the 1800s you can make a tattoo stick and poke that's the old-fashioned way. Stick and poke, but where are you going to find that in the fucking English countryside? Get a needle, sew a needle, get some ink, poke a design. Okay, we're getting off topic here. I never done a stick and poke, FYI. I only paid for my one tattoo. I know someone else who's done stick and poke. <laughs> I know people who've done stick and poke. They were questionable people that I don't like anymore. So anyways, guys, what we learned who the lady of the lake is not some weird demon just a ghost who wishes for her daughter gosh i feel bad like so bad for her like at this point like kill whoever you want she like um, not kill whoever you want but like she's not like is danny worth killing i don't think she's gonna kill danny no i don't know she's in the pathway danny's in the pathway but i think something different's gonna happen with danny which will fuck make me fucking be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You see, part of me is thinking this is gonna end like how a lot of American Horror Story seasons end, and everyone's gonna die. See, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Except Jamie will probably escape with the children with Flora. Well, no, I no, no because bias. as we've seen at the wedding, I'm pretty sure Henry's gonna make it out. Jamie's gonna make it out. Um. Well, I think Miles is gonna make it out. I think Flora's gonna make it out. You think Miles is gonna make I it? I think Miles. Cause wasn't there a brother at the wedding? I think Flora and Miles is gonna be. I think Miles will be at Flora's wedding. And I think Henry's gonna be there, the one giving the toast of the I think Jamie's gonna be um, the spy kid's mm-hmm. mom, aka Olivia Crane from last season, mm-hmm. and retelling this ghost story. So here, and I think, think Flora's just gonna forget this whole thing. Flora and Miles are gonna forget this whole thing happened because they were so young when it happened. So here's overall who we think is gonna live. There's Jamie, Henry, the uncle, right? Yeah. Flora. Flora, Miles, Miles and Owen, maybe. Maybe Owen. I think Owen will. Yeah, we think. Danny might make it a little bit longer than this because we still have a whole episode to go. But yeah. I don't think she's gonna make it to the wedding. You see, part of me thinks, though, that the, I know there's the accent, but part of me also thinks that Jamie, not Jamie, Danny might be the Spy Kids mom, and that's only because she looked at her reflection in the water at, like, the very beginning. I think there might be- I don't know how I remembered that, though. I think there might be something else to it that might pertain significance in the next episode that we see to that. I don't think- because- Danny hates looking at reflection. She hates everything about mirrors, so I don't think she'd look at it on purpose. Because if we did, we'd see um, her dead fiance and not. Unless nothing. she got over it. We saw the last time that she still saw him, even though she threw away his glasses. Therapy. Okay, that's it for this episode. We'll see you once we finish the series, which is probably be in ten seconds for you guys, and like two hours for us. Yeehaw. Originally, I thought I had knew a way to start it, but I don't, so all I'm gonna say is we- Oh, is this the last episode? We finished, bitch! Okay, so we finished the series. Oh my god, how did you not realize that based off of what we just saw? Usually- Okay, so, quick side note, every time we recorded one of these, it was 
after we finished the episode we were going to talk about so I would see the episode the next episode on the screen and so we were better this time and we recorded it on the same episode and I just my brain is in a way <laughs> you just saw the story get ended and you thought there was more you know it could have been like an epilogue episode <laughs> they love us that much to give us an epilogue episode? No. American Horror Story is that way. This is an American Horror Story, bitch. It makes you cry with feelings. Maybe you, but not me. Anyways, I bawled while watching The Haunting of Hill House. And I don't cry easily while watching TV, but The Haunting of Hill House made me cry. So, here's something to learn. Laura has more emotions than Sarah. She... I... Okay, considering the only things I've cried during is the Hannah Montana when she tells her secret. I've cried during that. That's, that's the only thing I could vividly remember crying during my childhood. And when Black Widow and Iron Man die and Endgame. And after that, that's it. Okay, I just didn't cry during these shows. Anyway, so... Not this season. This season wasn't sad enough. Okay, so anyways, we just finished episode 9, The Beast in the Jungle. Ugh. It was more of like a tying up the loose ends. Yeah, it's because now that you know why the Lady of the Lake is, you're just trying to figure... Like, it's just tying up what, like, the end of Bly's story. So here's my thing that really pissed me off. Lady of the Lake has Danny uh, basically... Possessed. No, that's not what I was going to say. Lady of the Lake is basically choking Danny and pulling her through Oh, her you're path. pissed off that Danny didn't die in the last episode. Is that what you're still on? Yeah, Danny didn't. The and then Henry also got choked and he didn't get. That there's a lot of things where at this point, just be happy they're alive. No, I'm not. Because so. Because if Danny died right then and there, there wouldn't be that epic nine-year love story. Thank so. you very much. Okay, so anyways, what I'm gonna. I say just want my lesbians to be happy. What I was gonna say was so the lady of the lake had a long chokehold on Danny. And she doesn't kill her victims until she gets them to the lake. Peter died while no. still in the house. Peter was dragged into the lake. No, but he was dead beforehand. He might have been been choking, but I don't think they die until they hit the lake. No, no, because Henry was Henry wasn't anywhere near the lake, and he was dead. No, he Henry was alive. No, but no, he was still his spirit spirit was out. He's alive at the end of the show. Henry is alive. He doesn't die. No, but they're... Okay, so... <laughs> what She... I don't know how to explain it. We've also seen Henry have a demon version of himself in places, so at this point you can't really trust if you see a ghost or another day. Like another version of him. Because it's not like a ghost. It was just... It, no, he it was about, a- He was about to die, but he wasn't dead yet. But he survived. Because she didn't choke him completely. He still had air left. It just wasn't much. Okay, so as we just heard, Henry didn't die. Henry technically didn't die. Because she didn't have a... Because she wasn't choking him long enough. But she had a fucking chokehold on Danny. But Danny still could breathe. Danny didn't... You didn't ever see Danny, like, fall out. Like, but she was... Henry was on the ground kind of, like, looking dead. But Danny never did that. She got out of it. And then she was pretty fine. No, but she... Okay, so... you When... Okay, this is just logic, though. When choking someone, it takes forever. And the longer you're choking them, that means the less oxygen they're getting to their brain. So they start to lose all... Like, they start to lose all motor functions in their body. But Danny didn't lose motor functions. She was slowly losing it, though. Like, she, she went from... No, 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 She went from, like, completely struggling to slowly struggling. So she was losing it. Yeah, she should have died. But Viola let go of her. Overall, Sarah wishes she died because that's logic. That's yeah, logic. but then you wouldn't get the epic lesbian love story. It's not a love story. It's a ghost story. Yeah, it, Flora says it's not a ghost story. It's a love story. Well, it's a ghost story. Not... No, I see it. I don't really see it. It's a fucking psychological thriller series. There's no need for romance. The Honey of Hillis and Honey Blair is because it's not just straight horror. It makes you want to cry. It, like, has the feelings. There was no feelings in Hill House. Or 
before this one, I, it was a psychological type mystery thing. Dude, a Hill House I got so emotionally invested in. I was like, I fell in love with every single one of the characters. Like, it's my favorite TV show of all time. You know, part of me wished you guys could see my face right now, because I just had this, like, major, what the actual fuck are you talking about? Dude, you should have seen me and my cousins watch Hill House. Like, afterwards, like, we're all horror people, but then we watched it and are like, our lives have completely changed forever. Like, literally. We literally, the moment we, the day after we finished watching it, we were in the car driving Disney Road. Stop watching Disney movies. Do you know what we did? We just were fucking all individually re-watching it on our phones because we were so, like, we got, like, we were, like, so changed by it. Like, we had to re-watch it directly after seeing it for the first time. Okay, so anyways, Lady of the Light doesn't kill Danny. I'm happy about it. I like my nine-year epic romance story between the lesbians, okay? So, Laura likes to have the epic romance story. It's I not wish a Mike Flanagan series without an epic lesbian or um, LGBTQ couple. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. So, Laura likes the happy ending. Sarah's not happy about it. Now, it could be because she's seen so many things where everyone dies. That's what I expect when I watch these type of Dude, things. I expected everyone to die at Hill House, and they did it. I was like, thank God. So, anyways, so... Lady of the Lake is choking Danny. Betty to take her back on her rib. Flora comes in. is like, no, please don't kill her. She grabs Flora because it's a child. No, it actually looks strangely close to her daughter. Like, she thought it was her yeah. daughter. Well, the other one didn't kind of look like her daughter, too. It was just, but she can't really see. It's just she knows it's a child. Yeah, so she takes the she takes Flora, leaves. Tries walking into the lake, but then she stares and she sees Danny has the same sense of longing for Flora that she had for her child. And then basically possessed her and gave her Flora. No, it's also because Danny pretty much initiated the please possess me thing. It's you, it's me, it's us, or something like that. It's, it's, it's me, it's you, it's us. Well, that's because that's what Viola said to her daughter when she was born. Yeah. And so, like, she, she realizes that Danny had the same sense of longing for her, for her Flora that she had for her child. And so she was like, I can't do this to her. I'm gonna possess her instead. And I think he Flora. really looked really in depth in that one scene. Which one? That one scene where Danny said it. Because I paid attention to the last episode when Viola said it to her daughter. Yeah, I know she said it, but I saw no meaning to it aside from him. It's us I'm in the world! I'm pretty sure they meant, like, I'm pretty sure they deliberately put that in so they could use it later. Like, they don't. There is not one thing that they like. They don't put it in for just putting it in. They oh, like they always reference it again at some point. Well, like, yeah, they like when I thought it was just some key of like opening up something for like a like like when Peter said it. Like, well, no, when Miles said it for Peter and like Jessica said it for Peter, it was obvious. Like it was like I'm opening up myself to you. Yeah, they did. They said, it's you, it's me, it's us. What was that when that happened? How do you not mention, how do you not notice? I remember it. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't pay attention much to Peter and Rebecca because we didn't really like them. How did you not notice that prior? I just remember them talking about the forever house and trying to kill the children. Okay, so... I saw I saw that term as more of I'm opening myself up to you rather than something else. I only could tense like I'm pretty sure that Viola wouldn't have would even would have like taken Flora with her to the water if she didn't see the sense of longing that she saw with her child. Because the reason she's doing what she's doing is because of her child. She's looking for her child. But I don't think she would tear away a child from someone else who felt like her or, like, has done the same things as her with her child. I think it's, like, that kind of mentality of being, like, I can't hurt someone, like, the way I was hurted. That's a plausible theory. It's not theory, it's fact. <laughs> I will fucking kill you just for saying that. I love you guys. So, but also prior to... Flora getting taken into the lake and almost dying. Jessica, I think, possessed her just so then she can mask it. Like, Flora dying. I think what Jessica was there, I think it's the same kind of thing. She's like, I'm not gonna let you what hap- what Peter did to me happen to you, but at the same time, I think she wanted Flora to 
be safe by being a spirit, like a ghost. I think she wanted Florida to die to be safe. Yeah, like she. Which is, yeah, which in just, itself is problematic. Yeah, like Jessica was straight up gonna let Flora die, but I think she was just gonna possess Flora for the entire death so that she wouldn't feel it. Yeah. I got problems with all the ghosts that Viola didn't kill directly. Yeah, like. Uh, but basically, the moment. Do you know what we never got answers on? When what? Hannah was dead, how the fuck was she drinking a bottle of wine? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the one thing I don't understand is that everything else is fine. She's a ghost. She didn't drink or eat, but she drank up, was holding and drinking a fucking bottle of wine and sleeping on Owen's shoulder. Like, tell me how this works. Like, okay, my thing is, like, so... Yeah, that will forever be remain unknown. Like, if I can find, like, watch me email the dude and be like, "What the I fuck?" Yes, yeah, um, I'm gonna. Uh, so once Viola, Lady of the Lake, possesses Danny, literally all their spirits disappeared. Jessica disappeared. Peter disappeared. Hannah disappeared. It's because like there's, I guess it's because, I guess it could be seen as that. The reason why they're all there isn't there anymore, and there's... Oh, the reason they said, the narrator's bullet said, the curse that... Yeah, that Viola had on was now lifted or something like that. The curse that Viola had on Bly was lifted, yeah, it makes sense because she's not the one that... She's not mourning anymore or searching. Yeah, she has her purpose completed. Mm -hmm. Her destiny fulfilled, and now it's Danny's to be the Lady Lake. So then, Danny and Jamie have their little romance story. For nine years. But during those nine years... Flora and Miles forget absolutely everything. Besides yeah. that they stayed up by a couple times. What I was going to say was, Danny continuously will sees... Viola. Viola in certain me. reflections. Well, any reflective surface over the course of time. Like, in... In certain scenarios. Like, at first, it didn't start off as much, but then it slowly it became frequent. It more frequent and any reflective mm-hmm. and then she got so she almost strangled Jamie mm-hmm. and then she decided to leave and then she drowned herself at the end of the lake and ja- Jamie, Jamie t- tried to drown herself but Danny wouldn't let her because she couldn't control what, who died in the lake mm-hmm. we love that we so love then, saving your love so then we get to the flash forward to the present time so like 2007 the- it's North North Northern California, two thousand seven. Yeah, so we're in nor- thirty so. years after the event, the first events of Bly. Yeah, so when Danny's Bly, thirty years after that. It's Jamie who's the narrator. So I was right. I said that like two episodes ago. Because I realized the accent was English, and I was like, "Never mind, it's Jamie," <laughs> which I love. That's the reason that I changed my mind. <laughs> Next time Laura, okay guys, the next time Laura says she is right about something, she like straight up gloves about her being right, I'm gonna smack her across the face with the remote. Because I wasn't expecting to be right, because I was so wrong with all of Hill House, so this makes me happy. Okay, keep that, you can keep that to yourself. It's also how I can guess almost any Pixar movie event, because it all follows the same goddamn fucking formula. Okay, you can keep that to yourself then. What you're hearing is Sarah just does disagree, just keeps disagreeing with Laura this whole time. That and every time Laura's gloats, I want to fucking smack her upside the head. I don't get to be right about many things. Just let me be. Okay, so so narr- Jamie's the narrator that we agreed on. And Laura is the bride. That was obvious. There's you have to. There's Owen the old- who was given a toast. And there was the old dude, which was Henry. Who was the uncle. And then there's Miles. Older Miles can fuck me up, I swear. Younger Miles, we hate that bitch, but older younger Miles, Miles looks fine. Will, younger Miles will murder you. Older Miles can fuck me up. He looks fine. Yeah, he looks like, a norm, like he went through therapy. He looks like he actually got treatment. Well, he forgot everything that happened. There, yeah, there's so that too. So yeah, we go to the wedding, and that's where it, it kind of reconfirms. Like, and our, then Flora's like... It's not a ghost story. It's a love story. And she gushes how much about she loves her future husband. Yeah. Boy. And then you go, then you go to the reception of the wedding, and you see Jamie, see every one that she from Bly Manor as their younger self. So that reconfirms everything. But yeah, 
very poetic. And then you see her leave doors open and look at, have every reflective surface possible available so she could have a hint of Satan. Which is stupid because you're just inviting the doors for serial killers and murders. But fine. The door, no, leave the door. Hotel door open. Like, man, you gotta have some nerve to do that. Yeah, I don't even have the nerve to keep my own bedroom door open. I have to keep my door move locked at all times to feel not remotely safe. Like, currently, I have, like, two, like, a drying rack in front of both my closet doors. I don't think anyone can walk physically into my room right now. Yeah, but I currently have something in front of my closet doors. For some reason, thinking that there's a murderer in there or something Yeah, like I that. feel that. I hate having my closet open and right, having my closet open right now, but it's fine. It's grand. It's great. Well, I mean, it also lets me know that if, like, I hear that thing creak open, I'm like, someone's in here. Come and kill me. I love how we love watching crime shit, but then we hate real crimes. No, Laura hates anything that could be potentially... Yeah, scary. that's why I hate shark movies. Whereas I can fall asleep to those things. I can listen to, like, short and condensed versions told by people on YouTube. Not, like, docu-style. Like, you see the photos of everything. You just, like, of all the bodies. Criminal Minds? My mom loves Criminal Minds. My brother loves Criminal Minds. Me, however, I will watch some of... I'll watch some of NCIS and that's, like, the farthest you could get me into it. I've watched a lot of NCIS because my brother and my mom. So, basically, Laura can't watch anything. Because I need a narrative. Like, I need a TV. Like, I'm not, like, I need a format of a TV show where, like, there's a big mystery going around the whole season. Keep me for watching. Whereas I just need something interesting. That's why I fell in love with Pretty Little Liars, because it gave me two and a half seasons at a time of just guessing. And it was a teen drama, which is also another amazing factor. So anyways, guys, that was the last episode of this podcast. Please stay tuned for our next one. And if you and if you did not enjoy this, well, I'm sorry. That's your time wasted, not mine. <laughs> Bye and see you next time. I'm currently dying. <laughs> <laughs>